Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Before we get started with the news, I have a quick correction to make. Uh, last episode, I said that Has Been Heroes um, only had two levels, and at the time, I was still okay with that. But come to find out, once you have beat the second level and it unlocks a new hero for you, if you play through again, when you get to the end of the second level, which I've done now three times, uh, it actually unlocks a third level. I didn't realize this at the time, because when you finish that second level the first time, it just sends you back to the beginning of the game. So... Again, Has Been Heroes is awesome, and I can see myself playing this game for a ridiculous amount of time to come. I almost wish that I hadn't got a physical version, because I don't want to have to switch out my cart every single time uh, that I want to play it. Because I, I see myself playing it a lot. Uh, very, very fun game, and I think that there might even be a stream this week for it. If not, definitely next week. This week, Microsoft had a... Microsoft? I can't talk today. This week, Microsoft had a Twitch stream where they showed off Minecraft for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, they let everybody know that it's going to be running at 60 frames per second, which is really good news. I always think that um, frames per second is more important than graphical fidelity. Um, I'm okay with it being locked at 30 or locked at 60. It's when it varies that it causes problems for me. So 60 frames per second is great, and I'm happy to hear that. They also said that they're going to have three and a half times bigger worlds than the Wii U. Uh, still not as big as the PS4 or the Xbox One, or definitely not the PC. And that's not a huge surprise, because the world size of a Minecraft game is completely dependent on how much RAM is available. I think that the Switch has 4 gigs of RAM, I believe. I'm not sure. Um, feel free to correct me. I think it was 4. Maybe it was 8. Either way, uh, it's more than it had on the Wii U, which is which is good. Now, the best news to come out of this, or at least what I think is the best news, is that they said that Wii U world transfers will be available. So... I remember when my son, like we gave my Xbox 360 to my brother-in-law because we really weren't playing it very much and we had um, Minecraft on the Wii U and my son was playing it mostly on the Wii U and he was really upset to get rid of those worlds that he had spent time building in the 360 version, but there was no way to port them over. Now, when they announced that Minecraft would be coming to the Switch, I thought, well, here we go again. He's going to ask for it, and then he's going to be sad 
that he can't transfer his his data over. So I think it's really great that Microsoft is working with Nintendo in order to make sure that it's possible. And they they said it won't be at launch, but in the future it will be possible to transfer your Wii U worlds that you've worked on into your Switch so that you can continue to work on those those worlds. Now, my question is, does the world get bigger when that happens? I don't know. Wow, 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 wow. Ever since Nintendo revealed Mario Maker, everybody has been clamoring for other games to get uh, Maker versions of them. Uh, if you don't know what Mario Maker is, basically it is the development tool set that Nintendo made and they to make Mario levels, and then they just said, all right, well, let's turn this development tool set into a game and have people make Mario levels and then upload them to the internet so other people can download them. And it was really successful even though it was locked to a uh to a, a a console that had very few um sales so mario maker huge success a while ago they kind of abandoned it um this tells me that they're going to be probably god i hope that they do this i hope that they port it to the switch now some people are like well but then you don't have touch input because it's up on the screen, but we already have a game called Voice. I think it's Voice. It's supposed to it's supposed to be said Voice, but it's spelled weird. Voice with like a Z, um, and that's a touch only game. It's a rhythm game where you have to tap on things on the screen. Basically, it looks like somebody ported it from a phone. Um, so there's already precedent of a touch only game being on the Switch. Now, will Nintendo make a touch version of, not a touch version, but a a Switch version where if you want to build courses, then you have to have the console in your hand, you know, in handheld mode. But if you just want to download download courses and play them, well, then it doesn't matter. And I think that that would be great, mostly because... I loved playing Mario Maker. I did not enjoy making levels. I think I only ever made one. It was called Shell Shock. And you had to carry a shell through a a series of things. And I only made it because I was really, really sick. And I couldn't sleep at night. And so I was up all night just making this level. Because I was too sick to sleep. And I didn't want to disturb my wife. Uh, So, why am I talking about all this? Well, good question. The reason I bring all of this up is because Bandai Namco has filed a trademark for Pac-Man Maker. Uh, This comes from the uh, gaming forum's NeoGAF. Um, They filed three trademarks in the EU. One for Code Vein, which I don't know what that is. One for Storm Wings, which I don't know what that is. And then the third one is for Pac-Man Maker. That is exciting to me. Now, well, that might be exciting to me. I don't know how important it is to have good design in a Pac-Man stage because couldn't you really just have the computer these days randomly generate uh, Pac-Man stages over and over and over again so that you never did the same one twice? And even if you did do the same one twice... Would you really know, like, I, I know that we all have the, the one Pac-Man stage that we are, are all familiar with, the, the first one that you play, and everybody knows that one, 
And then there's a few others. But honestly, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup except for the first one. So is it important to give us the development tools to make more Pac-Man stages? I'm not sure. I'll probably end up getting this, though, because I like Pac-Man. And having unlimited stages to play on seems really cool. Maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that Pac-Man Maker is a great idea? Or what other Maker games would you prefer? I personally would prefer to get a Zelda Maker where you can make single dungeon rooms. And then Nintendo takes a series of maybe 10 or 15 single dungeon rooms, puts them together, and you go through a dungeon. And it's based off the graphical set from uh, the NES version. I think that would be really cool. Now, I don't know about you, but I am super excited for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which comes out next Friday. I'm going to be playing that. You head on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You're going to see me on there. You're going to see a a tournament code for you to join, I hope. And uh, we're going to have a whole lot of fun. Now, that being said, let's talk a little bit about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Apparently, the... um, The NDA has been lifted, so people who already have copies of it can now talk about it, and what everybody's saying is that fire hopping has been nerfed. Now, if you're not a Mario Kart player, you might actually, I bet you there's even quite a few Mario Kart players who are blissfully unaware of what fire hopping is. Basically, the way that it works is they built into the game so that you don't lose your boost. So let me rewind a little bit. When you're playing Mario Kart 8 and you go around corners, you build up what is drift. When you unleash that drift at the end of your turn, you get a boost. Depending on how long you drifted for, you will get a bigger boost. We'll we'll talk we've talked about this before on the show. Um if you are in the air, your boost will last for longer. So what people were doing is they would uh, find a way to maintain being in the air, and they called it fire hopping, and that would maintain the boost for a longer period of time and make them go really, really fast. So if you've ever played online and you're like, I'm doing okay, and then you look at the map and you see that there's like one or two people that are so far ahead of everybody else that you're like, how is this even possible? It's because they're fire hopping. And it really separates the players who know how to do it from the players who don't. And for players who don't know how to do this technique, it really kind of ruins the game. It it makes it a whole lot less fun. As long as you're on a group where everybody's kind of on an even keel, then it's fine. But as soon as somebody gets in there that knows how to fire hop, it really it sucks the air out of the room and it makes it not fun at all. So Nintendo has apparently taken fire hopping out of the game. Now, I'm of two minds on this. First off, I'm not somebody who can fire hop. I'm not interested in learning how to back on Mario Kart for the DS. I didn't learn how to snake run. Uh, If you don't know what that is, just go ahead and look it up. I just want to have a fun kart racer. And I'm not worried about being first, but I don't want to be lapped by somebody who's using what feels like an exploit so 
my reaction to Nintendo taking this out is awesome. I'm happy because I don't want to have to race against people that know how to do that. However, those people that know how to do that, they're probably the hardest of the hardcore Mario Kart fans, and they're probably going to be upset that this has happened. What I think would have been a better solution from Nintendo is for them to make it so that you can, uh, when you're building your tournament or you're building your race, or there's just a little checkbox somewhere that says allow fire hopping. And if you don't have it checked, then you're only matched up with people who don't fire hop. And if you have it checked, then you're only matched with people who do fire hop. And that would make it more fun for the people who really, really like it and more fun for the people who don't. Now, even as I'm saying this, I feel like there might be another reason why you don't want to do that, and that splits your community, meaning it's going to be harder for people to find a match. If I'm only looking at half of the um, available players to be able to race against when I hit the search button because I said allow fire hop, that means that I'm going to be waiting longer than everybody else. And so that might actually be a bad idea. So forget I said anything, I guess. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think fire hopping should have been left in, or are you happy that it's been taken out? As somebody who's not super competitive, I think it's great for them to take it out. Bring everybody down to like an even, even playing field, because this is not like a simulation racer. We're not looking for realism. And... While it is a game of skill, it's also supposed to just be fun. That wasn't so bad. Eurogamer.net apparently has sources, multiple sources, because they pluralized it, that say that Nintendo is getting ready to launch the Super Nintendo Mini, or what they would probably call the uh, Nintendo Classics, um, gosh, what the heck was it called? Super Nintendo Classic Edition is probably what they would call it, because I was just looking at the box for my NES Classic. Uh, so the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic, I think that that's what they would call it. I don't know why I repeated that. Moving on. It's supposed to be coming out in uh, Christmas time. I don't know how I feel about this. They're like, There's a couple different ways to look at this. You could look at this as like awesome, because I want one. At the same time, you could be looking at it like, damn it, Nintendo, you just shut down the NES Classic. Nobody could get one. People wanted them. And now you're going to put out a yet another one? And I guarantee that this thing... Like, I know that there's people out there that are going to say, Nintendo has to have learned from their experience with the NES Classic. They're not going to make the same mistakes again, will they? And, and by the way, this is just rumor. There's nothing official from Nintendo, so maybe all this is just nonsense anyway. But it really does make sense for them to shut down production on the NES Classic so they can start production on the Super Nintendo Classic. Like, I was hoping that the reason that they shut down production of the NES Classic was so that they could focus on making more Switches. Maybe... Maybe that's, you know, I did not go to manufacturing school or whatever. Maybe there's those two, the two ways of building those two systems are so different that 
they couldn't just re- re- have that factory switch over to building switch systems. I say switch all. You you know I never notice when I said switch before, but now that switch is the name of the Nintendo console, every time I say it, I feel like I'm trying to make a pun and I'm like, "Damn it, I don't want to make puns." Shiny things. I got distracted yet again. So having them make the Super Nintendo Classic. First off, here's what everybody wants to happen. If Nintendo's going to do this, everybody wants them to make this, and they want them to make it so that you just go to Nintendo's website, pre-order it, and it just ships to your door. We'll give you our money, Nintendo, and you give us a thing. Don't make us wait in a line outside in November when it's cold. You know, that's crazy talk. Don't make us wait outside in a line at midnight. That's stupid. All right? What we want is for you to just take our money and give us a thing. And it's not really all that hard to do. Millions of of stores have figured out how to do this. Nintendo should be able to figure this out too. But what we're really going to get is another launch where they don't do pre-orders, nobody knows where they can get them, and scalpers are going to make a killing off of this thing. Because while the NES Classic has some really great games on it, and it absolutely does, it pales in comparison to Super Nintendo games. Super Nintendo was probably the height, I mean, until the Switch, I believe, that the Super Nintendo was the height of Nintendo's success. Not just in terms of financial, because the Wii was the top for financials. Um, but for the, it was like the golden age of gaming or something like that. There were many, many fantastic games on the Super Nintendo. And I could easily see them picking 30 absolute gems and putting them on a Super Nintendo Mini. It really bothers me that they discontinued the NES Classic for this. I hope that this isn't true. I hope that we get a Super Nintendo Classic, but at the same time, it ticks me off that Nintendo would do something like this yet again. I know that there's people out there that are saying they've learned, they've learned, but I don't think that they have. They never seem to. Look at the way that they handled Amiibo. Every single time that the Amiibo came out, you know, we wouldn't be able to find them. Uh, They would have brick-and-mortar exclusives. You can only get this one from Best Buy. You can only get this one from GameStop. And every single time, all of the customers were like, stop doing this to us. And then they just, you know, like last week, at their Nintendo Direct, they announced 13 new Amiibo. And sure enough, some of them are exclusive to GameStop. Some of them are exclusive to Best Buy. And again, we're not happy about it. But Nintendo doesn't seem to care about that. They don't, they don't respond to customers very well. They're a very conservative company, and they tend to do things the way that they want to do them, and they never listen to us. Now, on one hand, I applaud them for having a, what's the, a vision and wanting to go with that vision. But on the other hand, every time that anybody brings up the NES Classic, it's a PR nightmare for Nintendo. 
It's just like, hey, look, we're taking our most rabid fans and angering them every time that we talk about the NES Classic. So now they're going to do it again with the Super Nintendo Classic. And I bet you, I, I guarantee it's going to be a million times worse this time around than it was last time. Because now everybody's ready. Everybody's going to be looking at this and saying, okay, I don't want to spend $800 on one of these things on eBay. So how am I going to get one? And so when I went to Walmart last year to pick up my NES Classic and I was the sixth person in line, it's not going to be like that this time. This time when I go, like it's like 11 o'clock at night and I say to my wife, I'm going to go to, to Walmart and pick up the thing. And she's going to be like, sure. And I'm going to get there and there's going to be 100 people there. Because they all remember what it was like when they couldn't find one at Christmas time last year. And they're all ticked off. And yet they still want to give Nintendo money. And I'm one of those people. I lucked out that I got one. actually got two. And I still want to give Nintendo money. I don't want to give scalpers money. That's my big deal here. Nintendo has got to find a way around the scalpers to stop this stuff from happening. Because it really drags their name through the mud. And it's like they're throwing money in the trash. Okay, so I thought I was done talking about the Super Nintendo Classic, but I just decided, like, moments ago, I was like, wait a second, you know what we should do? We should see what games do people want to have on the Super Nintendo Classic. So, first off, without a doubt, I want to have Super Mario... Actually, I want to have Super Mario... What was the one? It was for the Super Nintendo... And it contains Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3, and Super Mario World. Whatever that was, that should be on the Super Nintendo Classic. I want to see F-Zero. Um, I want to see Yoshi's Island, the first one. I've, I've only ever played a little bit of that, and everybody says that it's really, really great. I obviously want Zelda Link to the Past to be on there. Um... Super Castlevania, I think? No, no. Uh, Super Metroid, I mean. I mixed those up because of Metroidvania. Uh, Yeah, I want to see Super Metroid on there. And, you know, we had Final Fantasy on the NES Classic, so what I want to see on this one is Final Fantasy VI on the SNES Classic. Man, just just thinking about these the games that could be on this thing, you know, I'm rubbing my hands together like Mr. Burns. Uh, if you don't know who Mr. Burns is, then where have you been the last 20 years? What other games do I want? I want to see Zombies Ate My Neighbors on there. That's a really, really fun game. It's it's off the wall, and I don't know who published it, though. So we, we really probably need to stick to companies that Nintendo, or, or games that Nintendo pub- published, or that also were published on the NES Classic. So... Uh, it's going to need a Tetris of some kind on there. I don't know if there was a Dr. Mario for um, the Super Nintendo, but there was It was th- there was a Tetris game, but it was like it, it didn't have Tetris as the name, and I can't think of what it was. If you know, please write in and let me know, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Um, but I've just given you a bunch of games that I think would be fantastic to have on there. What games do you want to see on the SNES Classic if this is a real thing? And by the way, uh, you know, just one more time, I'm going to say it's a rumor uh, that this is coming. 
And it's not that big of a leap for somebody to make this rumor. Um, very clickbaity kind of article. Uh, it just says, hey, Nintendo's going to launch a Super Nintendo Mini this year. Why do you think so? Well, because they stopped making the NES Mini. Okay, well, that that's that's the logic to get from point A to point B isn't that big of a jump. So uh, we don't know what Eurogamer's uh, sources are. And if you don't know, I was... I was doing air quotes, which you can't see because it's an audio podcast. Sometimes I do a video podcast, and uh, that's when the air quotes come in handy. I'm a number one! I guess all you get today is news. I don't have anything new for gameplay. Um, my son and I finished playing Shovel Knight uh, co-op. Uh, I did. We did it on stream, so if you want to check that out, you can go, no, go on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and you can uh, see us defeat the Enchantress. We had a lot of fun. It was awesome. Uh, and I highly recommend that you pick up Shovel Knight for the Switch if you haven't already. But, it, hey, if there's any stories that you guys think that I missed, let me know. There's a bunch of ways that you can do that. Uh, number one way that you can do that is just shout at me on Twitter. Uh, my name is RunJumpStomp on Twitter, so just at RunJumpStomp. If you want, you can use the hashtag AskSwitchCraft. Um, I always check that before I record, and... Uh, then I'll, I'll I use those to to come up with questions. Um, you can email me. That's runjumpstop at gmail dot com, and just include in the subject line switchcraft so that I know that it, that it's for this show. And you can even leave us a voicemail at two six zero run jump. That's two six zero seven eight six fifty eight sixty seven. And by the way, all of this stuff is in the show notes below. Um, if you want to support the show the number one way to do that is to go over to go on over to itunes and give us a review um you give us a five-star review we may even read it on the show and uh you know give us that feedback and let us know what you think of the show it really helps us get up higher in the ratings uh if we have uh, not just in the ratings but if somebody searches for say nintendo and you know they're more likely to see uh, my show switchcraft if it has more ratings. So that's like the way that you kind of game the system to get discovered uh, on iTunes. Um, if you don't use iTunes, you can do the same on Google Play, I think. And um, if you want to support the show monetarily, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Currently, there's different tiers where you can um, to support the show, but all of the tiers are working towards the goal of having more episodes of Switchcraft every week. If we hit that $50 goal, that's what's going to happen. So anyway, thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.